Hi and welcome to episode 10 of That Guy's a Maniac, the podcast. Today um, we are going to be talking about Pokemon related things. You can find us talking shite and drivel on our blog, which has been going for the past 16 years, which is... What? (laughs) I'm just going to interrupt the intro and it's annoying. Uh, But we always do... Well, this is behind the scenes content, listeners. We always have a little, yeah, okay, so how's the episode going to go? Uh, and a little chat about it. And you're always really upbeat. And then within the first 30 seconds of, of an intro, you're like, so here's our shite and our dribble. But it is our shite and dribble. So I'm, I not saying it, I'm not saying it in a nice, negative way. It's observation. I know, it's just, it just cracks me up every time. <laughs> well, anyway, our, our shite and dribble can be found at thatguys.co.uk. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, etc., etc. Um, and yeah, you can get this podcast forever as well. Like, you know, because somebody does all the heavy lifting, puts in the effort, and and actually gets us on all of these platforms. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Is that? Are you talking about me? No, not at all. Um, <laughs> so I think if you listen to the previous episode, it's quite clear who who actually does all the heavy lifting on the podcast. <laughs> you don't even know what a podcast chronologically. is. <laughs> chronologically. Chronologically. Uh, yeah, yeah, whatever. Um, right. Um, so, today you have myself, Richie, and we are also joined by the not-so-lovely Kunzi11, a.k.a. Farley. Say hello, Farley. Hello, Farley. Oh, oh you're funny. So funny. Can I, can I, can I, knew I take it. that joke back? Oh, I'm not even gonna edit it, it out. I'm gonna I'm gonna turn it to a disco mm. remix. I didn't wanna do it. <laughs> Too late now, it's fucking audioed. Audioed? Is that out there? Is that in there? It's not even. Um Say hello Farley. Hello. There we go. That's also quite creepy. That was like you know when you do that um uh, impression of Annie Hopkins and Silence of the Lamb. <laughs> the same kind of hello. Oh. <laughs> uh, hello, Clarice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty, pretty solid. Um, uh-huh. So, uh, who is sponsoring us today? Well, Richie, I thought you'd never ask. Today's, this week's sponsor of the podcast is the Devon Corporation, based down in Rostborough. City for all your poker nav, pokeball needs, submarine pieces, shit like that. Devon Corporation. Devon Corporation. Okay. Cool. Started off in mining. Yeah, I'm just gonna crack open um, a lovely fresh can of Devon Corporation IPA. No, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't exist. <laughs> But yeah, you know, that's what they do in these kind of podcasts, isn't it? It's like, they have their sponsor and they're like, listen to that lovely, lovely, yeah. glorious, yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah, Devon Corporation, they, they didn't really um, give us any stipulations, they just mentioned the company. That's it. Oh. Okay, cool. Awesome. Um, yeah. And what are we talking about today? So today we're talking about an obscure Japanese game. Probably haven't heard of it. <laughs> Called <laughs> Pokemon, Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu, and also 
Pokemon Let's Go Eevee for the Nintendo Switch. Uh, so these games um, came out, and before we kind of talk about them, because we have, we have different feelings about these games, and I think my feelings changed about them over time. Talking about a series like Pokemon is strange because it's, you know, it's a 26-year-long franchise, and more so than other kind of long, long-running franchises, it's all kind of tied together. So depending on uh, depending on where you're jumping in, so this for some people this might be the first Pokemon game they picked up. For some people they might remember playing. You know, Pokemon Red, Pokemon Yellow, or Silver, and they're kind of picking this up. Uh, for other people, they might have picked up every single main series Pokemon game. Um, so depending on your kind of jumping off point and your relationship with this series, you're going to feel very differently about it. And I just want to say, to start off with a positive message, that all of those feelings are valid. Um, because sometimes, you know, the, the Pokemon community gets a little bit hoity-toity about things. Uh, and it kind of reflects reflects badly on on general Pokemon fandom, I think. What sort um, of hoity-toitiness so are you that... referring to? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just, you know, every decision is either, you know, oh, Game Freak is stealing your money, sheep, or boycott this, boycott that, or... Uh, oh, like uh, Dexgate, or yeah, uh, national... The national yeah. But it just seems... It just seems constant and it, it doesn't it doesn't you know, it's never, never never really reflected in uh in sales but i think um potentially it can kind of put people off ever engaging with the series um, which is a shame as i mentioned earlier this might be a game you picked up and you know that you, you had a great time playing through with your partner or child uh or it might be your uh, long-time series fan and i think we both fall squarely into that latter category mm-hmm. um and this game is essentially a remake of those first games. And so this is something worth bearing in mind. It's a, visiting the Kanto region. So this is uh, the game which essentially, essentially is based on uh, red and green, and then later blue, and then yellow. Uh, and as a, as a kind of place, and one of the things I like about the Pokemon series uh, I'm gonna it, just stop you in yeah. the flow right there and there. I love the fact that you listed them as the Japanese releases as opposed to the actual Western releases, because we never got green. Yes. <laughs> no, we didn't. And geeky otaku. <laughs> well, well, until recently, I, just, I didn't. I didn't know this until recently, so I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna fess up. Um, I didn't realise that the the red and Pokemon Red version and Pokemon Green version, however you want to call them, the Japanese games, are slightly different to the games that we ended up with um, beyond just the version differences. Um, so those first two that came out, I think they were out in Japan for a couple of years before the international release. There were a number of tweaks which were made, uh, which ended up in Pokemon Blue, which is referred to as the international version. So I was listing just the number of times uh, we may have been to Kanto, right, which is the region where this is set. First 151 Pokemon. And so if we include those remixes, the, the, sorry, not the remixes, the original Japanese versions, and they're slightly tweaked again for the international version, then uh, Pokemon Yellow, you could argue, is again a slightly different game based in the same region. Then the back halves of 
Pokemon Gold and Silver, you return to Kanto, albeit after a bit of a time skip. Then Fire Red and Leaf Green are remakes of this game again, but we've got kind of some new features in the Sevi Islands. Heart Gold, Soul Silver, again, we return to that. And then if we throw in things like the anime uh, or the animation side of Pokemon, they kind of rebooted that in many different ways. And this is what I was saying when it comes to, to Pokemon is, is the same characters and same premise, but um, it's almost like through a slightly different prism. So you'll, you'll have, you know, let's say Brock, who's one of the gym trainers. So he's in the original games. He's also in the uh, uh, anime. He's also featured in the card games. Uh, and so he has the kind of, almost going back to what we talked about last week and, and kind of the character embodiments in them uh, Neptunia series. But they're, but they're all different, you know, so Brock's also in the manga. <clears throat> and so this is, as the first game, it seems that we just keep being brought back um, to visit it. Maybe for better, maybe for worse. Other people like different regions. Um, but, you know, we, we kind of... The first season of the anime is based on the Kanto region. Then uh, that weird kind of short series, Generations, kind of yeah, yeah. It exists separately, but also reboots it. Then the recent film, I Choose You, is a yet another retelling um, with kind of uh, Ash Ketchum. It sort of tells the same story again, um, albeit within the space of a film. Uh, and then you've got the kind of, you know, the manga and um, uh, the collectible card game. So all focusing on this. So with all of that preamble in mind, this is us coming once again back to the Kanto region, back to the first 151 Pokemon. So there's two more that weren't in the original game. Um, but, but we go, this came out following Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon when we were up to 806 Pokemon. So yeah. I think some strange decisions were made in this release anyway. And that's our premise to discuss. Pokemon Let's Go, Pikachu Let's Go, Eevee. Okay. Cool. Well, um, I mean, my feelings towards this game, um, I was super stoked when it was coming out. Um, I was yeah, a little bit... I was a little bit dubious about the Pokemon Go mechanic because obviously Let's Go Pokemon Go is trying to bring the two together. And essentially, what yeah. this game is, is is supposed to be a bridge or was supposed to be a bridge between bringing Pokemon Go into the main series because it's not actually like developed by Game Freak. It's developed by Niantic. It doesn't ever really cross paths with the Nintendo series in that sort of fashion. So I, it was kind of exciting based on the fact that I was like reasonably into uh, Pokemon Go as well, um, mm-hmm. and I was I was so stoked about it that I actually got the um, Pokemon Go EV Switch, the the you know the actual um, like yellow and brown Switch version. Yeah, um, it is a gorgeous came... one of the more most gorgeous uh, Switch combos, I think. Yeah, I really like it, I really like it. Um, but that being said, and you probably tell by the tone, um, I <laughs> I was not a fan of this game. Um, I wanted to be, and I went in there with high expectations. Um, but, and I think one of the main reasons, which you actually just very, very succinctly sort of mentioned, it is a revisit again to, mm-hmm. to Kanto. Um, 
and it's not like I haven't done this enough times. Um, I was playing through it, and uh, it was too reminiscent of like the old game. It also, when compared to like even the latest DS versions and things like that, plays so slowly. I'm playing it as a console and like going up against all of these fights and I just found myself thinking one I can't be bothered doing this again two the fighting just takes too long it was too much of a slog um and part of my excitement around it was okay cool they've brought in the, the Pokemon Go uh, sort of like collecting mechanic and now you can like collect um, the Pokemon and you put them in a box but even like the actual mechanic of um, collecting them or throwing the Pokeball it was dull so so <laughs> so so dull it was it was like there are different ways you can catch the Pokemon in the game like so you walk around you go into the tall grass You'll find the Pokemon out in the tall grass. Great new feature. Fantastic. It's pretty. Um, but then, when you actually come across the Pokemon, it is like you have the opportunity, as you saw in the adverts and things like that, to actually like, make a throwing motion, or you can do other things. But ultimately, the best thing you can do is just press A. And, and that's what it becomes. It's like There's no point in doing this throwing mechanic. Press A. Press a button. And like the Pokeball accessory was just uh, unwieldy and not fun to use. Um, and I just found myself playing this game thinking, I, I'm, I'm not having fun. Um, and I ended up actually grinding it just as fast as I could by skipping what battles I could, whatever I could, to get the stupid extra. Uh, Pokemon that was available in the game, Meltan and what's it? Was this evolution? Mel Metal. Mel Metal. Um, and I went through, did that, um, which had the Pokemon Go connectivity, which was awful. Oh, that connectivity <laughs> was awful. Like, turn off your <laughs> yeah, phone, so... turn off Bluetooth beforehand, oh, put it back on again. Maybe it'll work. Maybe it won't work. And yeah. Like, oh. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah. So this, uh, so I think, sorry, um, it's worth talking about um, the kind of uh, the connectivity between Go and, and Let's Go. And actually, one of the one of the major differences in this revisit, <clears throat> unlike other mainline series, and there's a whole hoo ha about whether this is a mainline series game or not, um, because you know, one of the series directors said it is, although it's clearly different. Um, so though it has the same. Beats and essentially it's the same tile set as as the, the original Pokemon Red, right? There's, there's, yeah. They didn't even take the opportunity to update much. There's one or two slight differences I can think of. One of which is you've actually got you know Team Rocket um, yeah up a little bit more than they did in Yellow, and then the other feature. But is... you actually get Team Rocket as in Jesse and James in it, which was cool. Yeah. You know um, that's that's that was a good addition. And, and look, despite all my bad mouthing, like the game is pretty. It is a pretty 
beat for beat remake of um, yeah. the you know the original one, and I don't need to play the original one. It was very very slow. Like you, you you're a nutter. You went back and you actually played through Pokemon Yellow again. I've gone back and pl- like started playing those old games. And I'm just like, oh my god, this is so slow. The quality of life. Yeah, when they came out. Yeah. <laughs> when they came out, the Virtual Console, and it's something we've written about. And every time we review uh, a new Pokemon game that comes out, it's something that I think we mention frequently. Is um, you know, if you're not too familiar with the series, it can just look like you know, it's rich coming from us because we've just complained how this is the same game again. Um, but it looks like that not much has changed with this series, right? Okay, they throw a few different characters in, throw a few different Pokemon in, change up the region, but essentially it's, it's the same as it was going back to the. To the Pokemon red, um, green, blue, and yellow. Um, but when the yellow, silver, gold, and whatnot came out for a virtual console, I, I thought, yeah, I could, I could replay those. And because it's almost like the, you know, the um, hypothetical frog in a boiling pan, a, a pan of boiling water, because we played along with this series. It's only when you go back, take a, a huge leap and go back and go, oh my god, we used to put up with this crap? Yeah. Um, and the original games are really slow. Yeah, there's really been so grindy. many um, improvements quality of life-wise through all of these years that we've seen that when you take that leap back, it's just oh my god. Like, you always tend to remember it with all of the quality of life changes. And you're like, oh god, this is yeah. awful. <laughs> yeah. And so the the biggest change that they made with this game, which then did not appear in Pokemon Sword and Pokemon Shield, uh, is that instead of having uh, a, you know essentially turn based battle, so you run into the wrong glass and get the wrong glass, <laughs> run into the wrong glass with the frog is 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 in water that's <laughs> in the boiling. The frog's in water. You run into the wrong glass with no shoes on. Uh, you run into the long grass. And the monkeys uh, in the sleeve. And, <laughs> <laughs> and in the old games, that would trigger a, a you know, turn-based battle. You, you fighting an opponent Pokemon, you chip its life down and throw a Pokemon against catch it. Here, all of that has been replaced um, with a catching mechanism, which is a bit more in line with uh, the kind of you know, ball swiping on, on uh, Pokemon Go. Yeah. Uh, and part of that is also... <laughs> Links to them, I think, pushing this new controller, uh, which you've already mentioned, the Pokeball uh, yeah. Plus. Uh, and it, it's an interesting decision. I think it's much more accessible and actually quicker. Um, you know, these, these battles can go on quicker. Of course, because it's on the Switch, there's um, a whole range of control options. And, and honestly, I think if you're playing it on the big screen, um, the Pokeball controller is probably the best one to go with, although you're doing everything with one hand. Yeah. Um, and if you don't have child hands, uh, you kind of develop this claw because you have to push down on a joystick, which is your A. And there's a lot of pressing A in this game. Um, the Joy-Cons, I think, having the Joy-Cons separate is the worst way to control it. And there are some real motion issues um, when you're throwing the balls. And strangely, uh, when you they made the decision that when you enter an encounter to catch a Pokemon, it starts to kind of hop around, and you know you, you have to using the gyroscope 
direct your throw to the, to the thing. It's a timed encounter for the first time ever. Um, which is strange. So the, the combination of having the Joy-Cons, which don't work fantastically, to be honest. I never, I'm not having any problems with the Pokeball Plus. Uh, and the fact that it's a timed encounter means that occasionally, for whatever reason, you you know you, you miss a catch. Sometimes that might be a shiny, um, because you had these timed encounter. And then by far the best way, best best way to play it, I think, unfortunately that it's not on the big screen, is in handheld mode, because then everything just becomes a button press. Yeah. Uh, and moving the camera and not motion controls. So that was that's a strange decision to take, but I can see they were kind of pushing the Pokeball Plus, but then they, they've not really done anything with the Pokeball Plus. And it's got a bit of connectivity to Sword and Shield, a bit of connectivity to Go, um, but they're not really, you know, it, it, it is yet another Nintendo peripheral that, that has this really limited usage, and, that, and that's it. Um, and so that, that fundamentally changes the, the way the game plays because um, all of a sudden it becomes really hard to kind of um, rack up experience and then they've made some other changes to really streamline it down so Pokemon no longer have abilities um, there's no longer kind of EV training so you, you, you can still augment your Pokemon um, but in a, in a completely different way so they introduce candy so every time you catch a Pokemon you'll get a candy to, you know, so if you catch 25 Pikachu's, you'll end up with 25 Pikachu candies and perhaps some health candies. And so you can just keep pumping all your candies into one Pokemon and essentially over-level it. So they've made loads of concessions to make this perhaps the easiest Pokemon game there ever was. Uh, of course, we've not mentioned um, the fact that uh, you start off with a partner, two of Pokemon's most bankable characters pikachu and eevee that's the, one of the main differences between the versions is eevee um, bankable or has eevee just recently been super pushed into the forefront i don't i think a, a combination of both i think eevee and the evolutions you know there's a whole line of evolution merchandise in the darker corners of deviant art there's all kinds of filth uh <laughs> around <laughs> eevee and its evolutions um but yeah i think of the, of the two to choose, those are, those are the two. Uh, so that you, you know, and this is this is another kind of radical change from the mainline series of the games, um, where you don't get to choose between one of three starters, you get starter that you, the version of the game that you play. Uh, and they're just overpowered little ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> they are. <laughs> um, but you get to dress them up as well. You do, and that is... I mean, we, I must say, the dressing up part of this, which is an addition, there are quite a few. Now we talk about it, there's actually quite a few addition, more additions than I remembered. Yeah. Uh, so you can dress up your character, and you can dress up your Pikachu and your Eevee, um, which is adorable. You can also kind of, you know, interact with them in a very limited way. But you, can, you know, give them a bit of a head scratch and um, stuff their face full of berries, and every now and then you find them a present. But the point being is they, they obviously accompany you on your journey. Uh, and you may remember if you played the old games, you'd have to rely on these HM moves. It's kind of the gear gating was, you know, you can't get past this area because you don't have cut to cut down a tree. or. And then you'd have to find a specific Pokemon that could learn that cut move. Yeah. And then you had to keep then, that Pokemon with you throughout yeah. any time you needed to get use cut in order to get past it. 
Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So by the end of the game, you're, you're, half your team is people who can use Surf and Dive and Mortal and Cut and Strength and Flash and Fly. Um, thankfully, that kind of mechanic has gone away in uh, the other games in the series. But in this one, um, that still remains. But essentially, your partner Pokemon learns all of those moves. But not only does it just learn those moves, um, it also gets them as ridiculously overpowered moves. Uh, in the in the in the game, so if you kind of have your partner on your team, um, even though it's you know just a little Pikachu and just a Levi, uh, you can quite easily just smash through <laughs> almost every gym battle just using your, your kind of partner. Uh, and even if your partner's not on your team, um, there's a mechanic where you, you can kind of call it in to boost your stats or do a super move. So it's the challenge is significantly reduced. <laughs> so not only can you pump your Pokemon full of candies to, to give them stats beyond what they could ever have in any game previously. You've also got this kind of super cute uh, weapon that I can't, I can't really see. <laughs> <laughs> you can kind of call in at any point. And then, uh, yeah, the, the Pokemon Go connectivity, I just, we, we talked about this before, um, I just, I can't stand Pokemon Go. <laughs> Uh, and it, it it's really kind of the lowest, one of the poorest quality things that, uh, that you know, it's Nintendo adjacent. Um, and I agree with you completely. So here, the, the Safari Park, if you remember the old games, is replaced by the Go Park. Uh, so you connect to your Pokemon Go account, and, and yeah, it's, it's a nightmare, particularly if you're using <laughs> the Pokeball Plus as well. Um, if what Bluetooth is connecting to what Bluetooth and what's connecting to what account and I don't know I mean, it was, connectivity oh it was so obscene and like the, the actual <laughs> um, the actual thing or the way that they did it as well was just not oh it was so complicated overly complex yeah. so like and, you know, you're given a box on Go which allows or attracts Meltans but you can only do it every seven days. So basically, every seven days, yeah. <laughs> you log back into Go, dump all of your Meltans into a Poke Park, whatever it is, and the, a Go Park, Pokemon Go Park. And then you then are allowed to use that to catch another X amount of Meltans again. And I mean, yeah. I did it until I got, I don't know. 10 shinies and I was like fuck this shit uh, and I just stopped it but yeah like there, there, there was weird um, uh, and I was just like why is this so gated you know like <laughs> on, on so many levels why are they adding uh, this this in there and then the uh, the new Pokemon which is um, still currently although I think it will change exclusive to Pokemon Go this Meltan um who was only available through... A Why do you think it'll change? Event, uh, because Melmetal has a GMAX form. Oh, okay. It's probably the most weebiest sentence I've ever said in my life. <laughs> <laughs> because Melmetal has a GMAX form. Um, unless they... Oh, I really hope they don't continue. So, yeah, so... 
very strange in that they introduced a new Pokemon outside of the main games. Um, you can only get it through a time-limited event on Pokemon Go or, or by hooking up your game to this. It's a two-stage, so you get the basic Pokemon Meltdown, which evolves into Melmetal. But another st stupid thing is you can't evolve Melmetal outside of Go. Nope. So you just straight up <laughs> just... have to get all your candies, evolve it up, <laughs> and then trade it back then... through. Yeah. And actually, yeah, and then... I, I still don't have a Melmetal in my um, blooming Pokemon home. Because I, I realised that, I was like, shit. So now I have to go through that rigmarole, and I just really don't have yeah. the... Yeah. I don't have the patience to do that. Like, so let's, let's, let's do the steps. So, what you need to do is you need to connect your phone. And, and by the way, no, this no, is, no, you no. know, if, if, when, if, you if your partner to... walks in, <laughs> right, and you're, you're, you've got your switch on, you're prodding your phone, and potentially you've got the Pokeball Plus in it. So, let's say we're starting from scratch. You have to connect your phone. No, no, start from scratch. Go and transfer something from... Yeah. Step one, get to yeah. a certain point in the game which unlocks okay, the yeah. ability to get the box. Yeah. Right. And it's not <laughs> It's not like town number two either. It is no. quite, you know, three quarters through the... Through the story, which you, you can kind of blitz through, particularly this you know, mental EV or feature. So you get that far, hit this um, uh, whatever Pokemon Go park. Then you have to transfer something from the Pokemon Go account to Let's Go Pichu, Let's Go uh, EV. Um, and again, surprise, surprise, there's Neandertaker involved. It just didn't work um, when, the, when these games first came out. Then when you do that, you then unlock a box, and it's called a metal box in Pokemon Go. And when you tap that, it gives you a, an hour, half an hour? Yeah, I think it's like half an hour, 30 minutes straight. It gives you 30 minutes, and it spawns a, a Meltan. Every sort of around a minute. No, yeah. no, you get, yeah, you get quite a lot, yeah. Anyway. Then you have to catch enough of those to earn 400 candies which is a pain in the air. you have to do this three or four times yeah and they don't even to get... like even the gold mechanic um, of actually getting candies which is just like add them as your buddy and walk around with them um, they yeah. gimped that and it, I think they made it like you have to walk for 10 kilometers until you or 20 kilometers <laughs> until you get a candy which right. when a normal Pokemon so do... is like one or two you know <laughs> So do five marathons to earn enough candy to then evolve it, and you can only evolve it into Melmetal in Pokemon Go. Then you transfer it back to Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu. Then, in order to get it off Let's Go, you then have to end. You have to go to the park, catch it again with this kind of silly catching mechanic. Then you've got it in your party, and then you log out of that. Log into home. I'll make sure it's not in your party. Actually, put it in a box. Then via home, transfer it to Pokemon <laughs> Sword and Shield. Ridiculous. Yeah. Anyway, um, so this was, but I do think, and I, I include myself, it, it, this game coming out uh, and Meltan and Melmetal being exclusive to the kind of connectivity between these, 
got me back into Go when I was pretty much done. Um, and yeah, onto this game. Um, mm. Anyway, so it's really, really kind of stripped back, and a lot of players kind of complained about about that. And it was it was kind of weird as to why. Maybe to make the game more accessible, but I think you, it, know, you just uh, come off the back of. I think that's a very very good point there. It's like I I have a feeling that that game was supposed to be like uh, an access point. Um, for a lot of people who were who hadn't necessarily played um, the Pokemon Go series or the Pokemon series in general, or were fans of Pokemon Go, because despite your uh, dislike of it, it is a very broad game. Loads of people were playing the hell out of Pokemon Go, so it was kind of like if you like Pokemon Go, even though you might not know anything about the series or played any of the games. Here's a nice accessible one, and of course it was mm-hmm. it's like super kid friendly as well. And then there was that uh, I think there was a thing like um, going around uh, like in the adverts or something like that about parents and children playing it. So if, like if you remember playing Pokemon Red, why not yeah. play this with your kids? And you're just like, oh shit, <laughs> thanks for yeah. reminding me. And then there is how old we are. <laughs> <You know? laughs> there is a. <sighs> I don't want to say gimp, that's not fair. But there's a weird kind of co-op in this game. Uh, yeah. So at any point, a second player can drop in by waggling a controller. Uh, and then you kind of take one of the six Pokemon on the team. And then you can do joint catches by you know both throwing the ball at the screen at the same time. Um, which, you know... Um, fits that scenario perfectly, I think. You know, you used to play it, you've got a young, you know, young child um, or partner. Um, it's an easy way to get in, and by stripping out all the things like abilities, hold items, um, just makes it much more straight, you know, much more straightforward, and not this kind of insane monster chess. Uh, yeah, no, and, but I, it, yeah, I mean, it is like, like it is. You can understand the frustration behind that because you're basically just playing like the Fisher Price version of Pokemon, and I mean it's not like Pokemon should be particularly complex, you know. It is a ugh, I don't know how to explain it. It's I mean yeah, it's just it is like a kid-friendly version, uh, and I, I don't know. It, it is annoying in that fashion, but. Again, sorry, I need to bring this back actually to what I was initially saying about the game, and it's it's still fucking slow. As much as you say that that um, catch mechanic's great, you are then drawn back to the original mechanics of the game, which is you know the line of sight, like so everything is on a sort of grid, and the line of sight means that if another trainer sees you you then have to battle them and move on. So you do that, and you have to go through big long caves and the usual thing of like, oh shit, am I going to have to use potions and all that sort of stuff. And and you go through it. It's not hard because ultimately you do have that mega weapon of your EV (laughs) or at any time. But the actual starting a fight, going through the speech, going through and actually going through the animations, 
and getting through to the actual fight for the reward, which is shit XP. And I, I'm, not, I'm not trying to be a dick about this or anything like that, but if you're going to go through all of this, you get shit XP when you'd have been better off just catching four Pokemon in a chain and you'd have more XP and more items and more everything. So you're, you're just being thrown into this. You have to fight these trainers in order to get to the next area. And I was, this isn't fun. Nothing about that was fun for me. Yeah, and that's <clears throat> that's where perhaps they didn't shake it up enough. So you've got, you know, late 90s, mid 90s, um, handheld JRPG battle mechanics <laughs> hitting, um, you know, modern day graphics and games. So, I mean, yeah, the, the battling the trainers takes the same amount of time as it, um, as it always took. It's just the catching and running around in the ground. The random, basically the random battles are gone. Which yeah. is a huge thing. Um, weirdly, and we've had this a couple of times in the past with the Pokemon series where different teams are working on different games. Uh, you'll get some great features which are introduced uh, that then just don't translate over to the next game at all. So some of the stuff like seeing the Pokemon in the wild, um, which is something that Let's Go added, which is fantastic. And it's been on the on the list of demands for Pokemon players for years and years. And yeah. Years. And let us instead of, instead of if you're walking on, if you're surfing on the ocean or walking some grass. Yeah, the random number generator will get you and you, you might have a battle. So you can see everything walking around. Um, and then also, something we'll come to later, you can see whether uh, they were shiny or not. So yep. I think uh, the one concession... The, this has a lot for kind of um, people who want to get a lot more out of Pokemon. Um, not as much as other games, but there is kind of challenges there. Uh, and you can see them in the field, which made kind of, you know, added a a nice element to shiny hunting, uh, which is then weirdly just not in Sword and Shield at all. I think it's fine. I, no, I, I think um, Let's Go is too different a beast because in order to make those shinies appear, you have to be doing the chains and all those sort of things. So it, it becomes its own little meta game. If you could do that in Sword it, uh, and Shield, it's, it, it becomes very, very different. Especially when you're dealing with, you know, 400 Pokemon and 150. Yeah. But yeah. essentially it's the same mechanic. It's just you can't see what colour they are. So, so sorry, for those of you who don't know, let's start from the beginning. Shiny Pokemon uh, are Pokemon which have been in since the second, since Japanese, since um, Japan. Since Pokemon Gold. Japan. <laughs> Japan. <laughs> Street Fighter 2 Japan coming back again. And it's a color, a rare color variant of a Pokemon. Uh, and increasingly, uh, kind of shiny hunting has become a part of, kind of what you do when you are hundreds of hours into a game that perhaps doesn't have hundreds of hours worth of hunting to sustain. Yeah. Uh, and it's become easier and easier. It used to be a really, really rare thing. It used to be, really, you know, you couldn't really do much to increase your odds apart from just having more encounters and you'd have a one in x thousand chance uh increasingly and it's it's the lowest it's ever been i think actually probably uh there are various things you can do to kind of increase your chances of, of spawning 
uh, a shiny Pokemon. And so for me, uh, I've put just shy of 100 hours into Pokemon Let's Go. I think mm, half of that has been shiny hunting. Mm-hmm. Um, because, <laughs> because essentially, apart from the fossil Pokemon, apart from the Omastar line, the Kabutops line, Aerodactyl, and arguably the uh, legendary birds, it's relatively straightforward to manipulate the odds to catch, you know, think of your favourite first generation, first 151 Pokemon. Um, uh, wouldn't you like a shiny version of it? Here's what you have to do. And it's very straightforward. You so say you're after a shiny Pikachu, which is a bad shiny because it's kind of a orange yellow. Yeah, orange <laughs> Pikachu. And in order to increase your chances, uh, you just need to catch uh, 30 Pikachu in a row. It doesn't matter if you bump into other Pokemon and run away. Uh, you just have to catch 30 in a row. Uh, and then you use an item called a Max Lure, which increases the number of times, the frequency which Pokemon spawn. Essentially, you sit there, wait, just looking at Pikachu, and then hope the odds are in your favor, uh, and your one in whatever chance um, shiny Pikachu will, will pop up. And then you have a chance of catching it, and you hope to catch it before the time of kind of randomly decides it just had nothing on top. Yeah. Which is the easiest it's ever been. And so I think... Uh, oh, I should have had a count before I started. I think I've caught maybe 20 Shinies in Let's Go. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that's what I use it... That's what I now kind of use it for. Um, other good things. I think we've lent... Well, we've lent on the kind of negative side of things. Is it is... Although in the one way you can... You, know, you can still see the tile-based map here you know yeah bodies of red yeah have yeah have three squares this way two squares this way um but it's nice to kind of see i thought it was really nice nostalgia really kicked in to see you know what we what we started off seeing as green and black scenery in 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 kind of um beautiful graphics the music's gorgeous, so all the, all the songs that you know and love kind of get a, a bit of a remix. Um, and those are, yeah, those are kind of fantastic. And so it's, I think if we didn't have the Pokemon, if the Pokemon franchise didn't exist, and it didn't have, you know, whatever, 50 mainline series games, and this came out, it would be a much easier selling prospect you know it's essentially it's like uh what's that legend what's the legend of zelda game that's just come out breath of the wild no oh, the... you know the oh god Link's awakening Link's awakening no oh the remake of the snares one yeah 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 essentially if, if you know if we had nothing in between pokemon red blue yellow and this it's essentially this right yeah. Here's that game you love. Updated. And it's fantastic. Because it sits nestled within, you know, Ultra Sun and Moon, which is, and will remain probably for a long time, the largest Pokemon game in terms of uh, number of Pokemon uh, and connected to other games. And then the the next big one on the Switch, which is the Departure. I don't know, it just, it's, it was always going to lose out. Well, for, Pokemon players like you and me, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think for all the people we've mentioned before, people returning to the series, people who've 
people who kind of picked up a Switch, and perhaps their last console might have been the Wii or Xbox generation. And then, oh yeah, I had some good times with Pokemon, and kind of picked it up, and then really not had to sweat about, uh, you know, kind of getting through. Um, and as much as you say it's still slow, getting through that game is much, much quicker. Um, oh, I don't know. I li- I'm, I'm gonna forever. <laughs> I think it like... took. I think it took me sixty hours to get through Pokemon Yellow originally, to the story. All right, okay. Elite Four. But I mean, um, that's the thing. At least you had like a team with you that you cared about, and you were like leveling up. And if you find a new one, you spend the time to like grind up and get, um, you know, good stats and get levels. And stuff. Whereas with this, it's kind of like. I have some Pokemon and I have a nuke. You know, <laughs> it's just like, okay, what what's the point? Like for min maxers, this game is straight up awful. You know, but no, it's fantastic uh, because you can over max any Pokemon yeah, but, you want. Oh, I, I suppose yeah, but it <laughs> it takes away any Pokemon. of the fun of the game at all as well. You know, I think. And, well, if you mean. Well, I don't know. What do you? Yeah, what do you mean? Because on the like, one hand, min maxing in a game does usually, for at least for me, is like let's get this to the the highest level. Let's take advantage of this, and we'll do this. And that's fine. I could run through and I could nuke the game, but you can't run through. You're seriously just hurdled by so many shitty um, battles that mean nothing and are inconsequential and you're just left looking at text waiting for an animation to play and then doing that again and then doing that again and then doing that again and it's just like i want to get out of this fucking cave i preferred it when it was just zubats after zubats you know (laughs) (laughs) like it was yeah sorry you can turn the text speed up and the animations off yeah I mean, it's if you're going to watch and play a pretty game, it might as well be pretty as well. And also, like, as a Pokemon gamer, and as a Pokemon gamer, I do select a team of six that I like, and I will take them through and I will try and enjoy it. But then they they just get overshadowed, and just like, oh, I like the idea of going through with a Vulpix, but now. That Vulpix is really shit. And in order for him to get any good, it's pointless to even invest any time in them, you know? Because you've just got this nook. This idea <laughs> that's gonna just straight up be the best thing you can use. It's like the the meta version of this game or the most efficient way to play it is the least fun and the most fun way to play it becomes so long-winded that it becomes a a ridiculously hard game of just like, right, okay, I'm never going to use Eevee, so I'm going to use this other team, I'm going to have to spend forever grinding, and they just won't ever actually be that good. Oh, and look, there's a tree I need to cut down, so I actually do need to use Eevee. You know, and what's the point? What is the point? (laughs) But you can you don't have to have Eevee in your team, right? You just have him on your bench. Essentially, yeah. he's permanent on your bench if he's not on your team. 
But again, um, you're not going to yeah. put away your most valuable uh, MVP, you know? <laughs> um, most valuable Pokemon. <laughs> I, I don't know. It, it, it's a tough one for me because, like, I, I, I did. I just blitzed through as far as I could get to, and I was happy to leave it behind. Um, I Once I got to that point and I'd done my Pokemon Go related things, my I, I could not wait for Sword and Shield to come out in the hope that it was going to be like, thank God, bring back the quality of life things. I, it's, it's just, it is what it is, you know? <sighs> but there you go. Um, I, again, I, I think my struggle mainly with this game is like, I had expectations, certainly didn't meet it. And when I played it, I was disappointed with the game itself. It was pretty, don't get me wrong, but you kind of wanted it to be more. I don't know. But yeah, for... I mean, maybe maybe a way to put it would be that the new editions were either strange or kind of not enough to, to counteract perhaps what hadn't been changed enough and i guess that's the that's the struggle right so i remember when uh heart gold and soul silver came out and a lot of the advert campaign was again about this uh you know do you remember playing um silver and gold originally and you know maybe this is now the opportunity to pick up a uh a, a ds are they ds or three left uh ds yeah um, and so, uh, yeah, you know, is that is that tightrope walk between um, changing it up so much that it's that it's uh, completely different, or, or or perhaps annoy fans, or not match expectations of people going back to it? Um, and you certainly just kind of can't re-release the game as it was, um, and I think that would have been the worst, the worst thing um, possible to do. Um, I don't know. I've got a lot of time with it, and I think once you, a lot of time with it, a lot of time for it. I think once you blast through that storyline, um, it, yeah, it just becomes the kind of uh, shiny collecting um, side destruction. And another thing I added, which is a bit strange, but actually I've ended up doing quite a few of them, is once you beat the Elite Four um, across the world spawns 151 master trainers um so for each pokemon in the first generation uh there's a master trainer out and about and you have to you should you should, should you want to you can kind of fight it with one of your you know so there's a pikachu master out there and you need to fight the pikachu master with your pikachu and when you beat it you kind of earn a title and those are really challenging um, uh, are they? Are they? No, they're not. <laughs> they are. That you you can't just level up a, a whatever a slowpoke and then go and find the slowpoke person. You do actually have to invest um, some thinking and some time into it. Um, so yeah, there's a, a little extra bit of a challenge. Uh, and then I don't know. I I would never do this. Um, but there is, I think you get a, a title for 
getting beaten all of the master. That sounds uh, like something you master. would do. No, I've just done it. I've just done it every time. I've, every time I've caught a shiny, I was like, oh, you know, I'll invest some uh, candies and some stats in this, and get the and grab the title. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, and then you're kind of referred to as, as that title. Other things that would have been great to have had, uh, which didn't really carry over. Uh, there's no kind of ribbons here, so you can't earn little bits which go on your Pokemon um, for when you eventually transfer them out. Um, there's no... Uh, it's a minor point, but it, it grinds my gears as we <laughs> go on. Uh, there's no Amiibo connectivity. So we've now got... Uh, Oh my god. <laughs> 10, 11, 12, something like 13 Pokemon Amiibos. Uh, <laughs> all from the Smash, oh, most of them from the Smash series, one of them from Detective uh, Pikachu, a game. And there's been nothing to do with them in Pokemon games at all. Strange. So yeah, that's one thing I would have liked from the, from the you know, second... Um, Proper Pokemon game in the Nintendo Switch. Yeah. Yeah. Okay then. Um, so there I we mean, go. yeah, I mean, I've been up straight up negative Nelly about this game, and I mean, I like the best part is, is like it's a really good looking Switch, um, and I would say that the positive things about that game are, yes, it's a pretty remake. You get to have your Pokemon out and like. I think uh, you get to have the Pikachu on your shoulder. Am I right? Yes. Yeah, so that's another. That's a, one of those other features which uh, the Pokemon community has been asking for for a long time, and then we got it for one game. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but they didn't include that in Sword, Sword and Shield. But they've got to save no. something for those expansions. You've got the other six hundred Pokemon. <laughs> you got like they're going to keep getting your money for Sword and Shield. They'll they'll eventually add it. I guarantee. <laughs> I remember, like, like, just to go on a slight tangent there. I remember um, people were like talking to me because I was quite excited about Sword and Shield, and uh, they were all talking about Dexgate. Oh my God, how terrible is it? They've only mm-hmm. included four hundred, and I'm like, are, are you stupid? No. <laughs> like they they are going to add the other, you know, five hundred, six hundred Pokemon in there. They're just going to take their time about it. <laughs> you know, mm. and they're already starting to release it in the, in the DLCs. Um, and yeah, I mean, all, already them. with the updates, they've added you know, a couple of legendaries and the old style Incineroar's back. Um, yeah, and that, in a way, that's for those of us who, you know, buy and play these games as they come out, um, which is not everybody, obviously. Uh, Let's Go was a really nice, oh, well, I thought it was a really nice palette cleanser. Right, great. Thanks, Division 151. No, you know, kind of unwieldy carrying of 806 different Pokemon <laughs> around. Um, uh, and it was something that we both commented was quite nice about, you know, Sword and Shield. Was, you know, a cast of 400 still quite huge. It was, you know, it was still a bit of a challenge to fill out the Pokedex. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it was nowhere near, you know, 806 in the bloody game. Um, so yeah, it's quite yeah, it was, it was quite a nice palette cleanser in that it was much more easier to play, much more trimmed down cast, um, kind of very free and easy. Um, the advantage to the Pokeball Plus kind of 
being one-handed um, uh, is you can kind of kind of jack off at the same time. I was impressed that we didn't come up the last time I said it. <laughs> I thought, can I, can I get it around again? And and we're not going there. Um, is you can <laughs> lounge, uh, you know, like you could with the Wii. Um, you know, so you don't have to have your hands. Uh, I mean, yeah. In general, that yeah. is a nice thing about lounging around Switch games. Yeah. Just being able to like split the controller, and then yeah. just you know just lay with like each yeah. controller bit in your hand. That is great. I but, love that. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's weird. And the controls, I mean, we talked a little bit about the controls, but um, it is, uh, Pokeball Plus is weird. So, so when you're playing with it, you need to access another controller to do certain things, like to leave the game. <laughs> yeah. Because it doesn't have enough buttons. It has only has two buttons. Um, anyway. So there we go. That's Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu. To finish off, something slightly different so i got the pikachu version and you got the eevee version yep and because that's how we always do things now i think it's from go actually i have a shiny eevee um just the one i know that you've probably got loads yeah i think you've got like 15 of them um so like i said second most bankable pokemon so i'm in a dilemma which evolution do I go for as the for, shiny, as my first shiny? As your first shiny for yeah. Eevee? Because at the moment, at the moment, there's a little Eevee just sitting in Pokemon Sword and Shield. All my other shinies are kind of, you know, Eevee'd and trained and leveled or being trained and leveled. And it just kind of sits there and it bugs me. Um, but then I, I kind of uh, look at the evolutions and I, I can't, I can't make a decision. Well, I mean, to be honest, all of the evolutions are pretty, pretty tame. Like they're usually like muted versions. The most extreme is probably like Jolteon or Espeon, where you just get like a completely different like uh, color. So I think, yeah, I think. Well, Jolteon's like asparagus wee green, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he is. <laughs> um, that. Mountain Dew Green. I mean, ultimately, the best evolution you could go for, I I would say, is Sylveon. <laughs> but do you get that choice? Is is that because you're biased? Yeah, yeah, definitely, absolutely, definitely. What um and let's go. Is it only the original three um evolutions that you get? No. Or, uh, no, no. Get... It's uh, sorry. It's, it's sitting in it's sitting in Sword and Shield. Sword and Shield, then straight up Sylveon. I, I wouldn't give it too much of I think. Um, okay, but then I feel that's that's treading on your toes a bit. So okay, let's say Sylveon's top because it's uh, Sylveon build is a good build, and the color yeah. variations a nice color variation. Um, um I, I would say Vaporeon, next. Yeah. Well, you, why would you go for the water one? He's actually got no, one saying, of the worst stats. Cool. I'm saying Vaporeon and Flareon are aesthetically the worst. Um, slight palette changes. I, I just hate the fact that Vaporeon has this um, 
flipper and the weird gill ear things. I, I, I do not like the way Vaporeon looks at all as a Pokemon. Yeah. Even non-shiny. Like, oh, well, there you go. That's an yeah. interesting. Yeah. I don't know Look. why. I think it's because Flareon looks like Eevee's rough cousin, you know? <laughs> it's just got a bit of hair on his head. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. And he's a, and we're like, you know, when your when your aunt or when your uncle aren't looking, we'll knee you in the balls and spit down the back of your neck. <laughs> man, you had some rough cousins, man. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's on. Yeah. Jolteon looks a bit like uh, you know how when you see um, Bengal cats, you know, like, it's like you can't. You can't tame that cat. It's a wild animal. You, so if yeah. you need Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I see where yeah, you're coming from. Force, force this wild animal in captivity. Um, and then, yeah, the Forium. And then the other two, three, four. Oh, my God. There's so many. So we've not talked we, about, not, <laughs> not talked about I mean, Glaceon and Leafeon. Glaceon and Leafeon are the most ridiculously shit shinies you will ever see. And I know because I've contemplated these for like my Pokemon going. They, there's no difference, yep. zero difference. It's slightly lighter. It's like fuck yeah. off, just fuck off. But I think Glacian I think we're has saving that awful... bangs that he's got. Yeah, and the fringe. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's that straight cut fringe and bangs. Yeah, but and that's never looked good on a let's cat dog we, animal. We, clearly ignored some of the one of the potentially best but ultra edge lordy one umbreon mm -hmm. now yeah so admittedly it's a black cat and it has like yellow stripes and hoops on it and then it yeah. becomes a black cat with blue stripes and things yeah. like that i think that's quite cool i think yeah. there is something about that that's quite good and also Umbreon was very, very classic um, for a long time uh, in its moveset as being a curse tank. Um, I think I think it still holds up in that respect. Yeah. If, oh, you, no, like, if you're not if you're not if you're not prepared for an Umbreon, it all and of one the, comes out. <laughs> all of the evolutions actually have a really, really high um, base stats that you forget about. Um, and it's like okay. Wow, why has it got such a high defense stat? Why has it got such a high special defense stat? It's like, yeah. I have um, two different Sylveons. One which is pure attack, and one which is a Defendi Prick. Um, and the Defendi Prick one is just, it's so hard to take down. Um, yeah. And like, you used to have like uh, Umbreon with uh, leftovers and curse tanking, and it would have, like, yeah. you know, it was just, it was so hard to take down. Um, and I think that gives it a mystique, or a, some kind of a, you know, sort of a rose-tinted mystique as well. I think Umbreon's a good one, shiny-wise. But yeah, I like, other than that, you've got There's a green... filthy... Go on. Filthy what? Of Umbreon and Zoroark and Lucario. Filthy what? Oh, fan art. Oh, fan art. Yeah, but I mean, yeah. it's, the moment anything is a furry, that's probably why Evie actually has a fan base. 
the moment it just enters that yiffy, furry, uh, humanoid, but animal thing, it gets creepy, it gets weird, and there are weird and, people and they who want to sex them. They're trying yeah. really hard <laughs> with Glaceon and, and Leafeon to make them such awful designs that people wouldn't draw those horrible pictures. Um, <laughs> but then, you know... Espion has a forked tail, for God's sake. So? Hmm? So? <laughs> so it could penetrate two holes at once with its tail. Which is really weird to make you say that. <laughs> <laughs> and then I think they just decided to lean in, uh, fine, and then come up with Sylveon. Oh yeah, with the uh, built-in bondage gear. Get those weird yeah, ribbons that fly around. Bondage gear inspired by Suicune's butt ribbons. <laughs> but yeah, um, on regards to that, so we have Eevee, we have mm-hmm. what is it? Nine different evolutions? No. Eight different evolutions. But 17 mm-hmm. types. So we still don't yeah. have um Eevee, like, steel type. We poison. Still don't... Poison Rock. type, yeah. Bug. Yeah, this is a great game. best types. I know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How many types can we name? <laughs> Three. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's just like... Um, or ghost type. Flying. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Ah. Uh, Let's, let's not do this. Uh, bird type. Um, <laughs> right. But yeah, the I'd like... Type. I would like to see that happen in the future as well. Um, I, think they, I think if people stopped with the filthy fan art, they would. But now they're like, we can't... You keep can't coming back to the, the filthy fan art. Like, I've tried to serious? divert your way twice. No, Richie, listen, my... <laughs> Dad knows somebody who works at Nintendo and Game Freak, <laughs> <laughs> and they're saying this is the, this is what's stopping them from releasing those other uh, whatever it is, twelve EV types. It's, it's the the, the <laughs> Deviant Art. It's the Deviant Art crowd. Yeah, yeah, because they don't want little kids spinning out. Oh, Umbreon's my favourite, and then typing Umbreon into Google and just getting that. Mm. Filth come back. Like but yeah. Eiffel Towering of Zoro or something. <laughs> Eiffel Towering. <laughs> oh god. Eiffel Towering a low punny with a with a Yeah, low punny is one of these um <laughs> is one that you don't want to type into Google. It's, it's like that classic meme of Gardevoir. Yeah, don't type in Gardevoir into um Google image, and uh, I mean it's yeah. weird, you know, it's it's wrong. <laughs> like, just because it's a female-looking Pokemon, you gotta fuck it, you know. Yeah, yeah. But let's move away. Incidentally, move away from it. <laughs> Incidentally, what? Incidentally, what? Go on. Isn't it? Isn't it one of your favorite Pokemon? I was gonna say, Gardevoir. No. Low punny? Low punny is. 
Low Pony definitely is. <laughs> oh, <I'm> dirty. Dirty. <laughs> Anyway, so that was uh, that was 2018's Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu, Let's Go Eevee. A strange experiment. One half us, I wouldn't say loved it, likes it, strongly likes it. I still put time into it. Um, still play it one-handed. Still play it one-handed. <laughs> and then uh, Richie got stuck in one of the gyms. He's not very good. I think he's stuck in one of the gyms. Really? Even go to. It. Because I got to the Poké Park, and that is because you got stuck. No, no, in I Viridian just... Forest. In and Viridian scared Forest. By the, scared by the metapods. And and the music. <laughs> Eek! <laughs> Bug Pokémon. Eek! Oh no! <laughs> I don't like it. How My scissors didn't fit me anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot believe it's Peggy Seven. It's too scary. <laughs> Fuck off. 